0: It's time for Stars on Sports. A podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over
1: 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports Trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program's success and give you the
0: backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars on Sports.
1: Greg Laddick, the director of athletics at Lansing Community College. And I'm Stephen Cutter, assistant athletic director and head baseball coach. And both Stephen and I have been at Lansing Community College for a little over a year now, and, and a lot has happened in that year. That brings excitement to both of us, and you know, we're both looking forward to the future, but today we'd like to talk a little bit about what has happened to both of us or occurred over the last year here at LCC. I'm from the high school setting for 25 years, so I'm new to the college environment, and I'm also from the area, but, you know, LCC, we, we mentioned it in the, the intro how strong of an athletic tradition it has, so it was exciting to, to be a part of it. It just, it's crazy to me that many in this area don't know about those successes, so that's definitely a goal of Stephen and I over the future to, to make that, um, you know, happen to this area. Steven, um, anything stand out particularly from you over the last year? I mean, I mean, even in your own program, you've you know had a lot of success and, and a lot of, of cool things happen. You know, what what are you thinking about your little time here at LCC?
0: I think this is a in, an incredible environment. So we're oftentimes dealing with uh, student-athletes or potential student-athletes that come into Lansing and they see it for the first time and parents are seeing it for the first time. And everybody seems uh, extremely overwhelmed on how nice things are, how attentive uh, people are to them, how much help there is here for student-athletes and everybody else. So... You know, when when I, came, I was a transplant to Lansing as well and not a native and coming here, uh, seeing uh, our college campus, seeing the leaders that we have on our college campus, seeing all the success we've had. You know, I was thinking about it last night with our women's team winning. That makes 23 national championships. Uh, how many other junior colleges have that many national championships. And I, I think that those are probably hard numbers to find. But I would say we're in definitely a, a very high category when it comes to winning. And everybody wants to be a part of winning environments uh, at the end of the day. So it's it's an incredible place to be. And uh,
1: you know, it's just super happy to be here in, in, in just one year. And I agree with you. Um and you know, just listening to our coaches when they bring recruits on campus, how much are our- student-athletes like our campus environment. But you're right, the success is one thing, and and that's definitely something we should celebrate because I I agree, I've looked at a lot of websites over the last year, and and 23 is a high number. Um, and And the other cool thing is that then a multiple- number of sports, not just mm-hmm. all in one sport or something. But again, a credit to our, our women cross-country team who just won their eighth national championship and our 23rd overall. So you're right, that's always exciting to be a part of, of a winning program. But there's so many other things that have excited me about being here at LCC. You know, the academic support we can provide these student-athletes. You and I have both embraced downtown Lansing, how fun and, and, and vibrant that community is, you know, getting our pictures taken at the Capitol, um, just getting involved in downtown Lansing with community service, which the baseball team has done an excellent job. So, you know, it's a combination of all those things. You know, I didn't really understand community college you know, when I came here, but, you know, there's a lot of, of meat behind that, that we, we embrace, you know, Lansing. Community and college, and and all three of those parts excite me and contribute to the success you know, that our student athletes have. Our our college is very supportive of our athletic program. We have some good resources at our disposal. Obviously, there's always challenges and things we want more of and, and to be better at. But you know that's our job to, to work on and sell and implement in the future. But. Yeah, being part of that success over over the last year, you know, winning the all sports trophy says a lot to me because that's you know not just one sport; it's all sports. Being around these student athletes, you know, going to the college world series with baseball—that our second time at, at the mm-hmm. college world series—it's yeah. um, just fun because you know we're in this business for students. You know, one of my favorite quotes you talk about people is you know, and I saw it on a college day, game day sign, so I'm not gonna you know take credit for it. The best thing about this job is the people. The worst thing about this job is the people. And, and, and that's true you know you deal with both but there is a lot of good people here at LCC as you mentioned Steve and, and they're very supportive or, or willing to help with us and in the end it's about our student athletes and, and, and helping them be successful on the field and in life I, I got in educational, educational athletics because I'm a believer that the things they learn through athletics will apply to them of being successful in life hard work you know a positive attitude you know having fun I mean and I know you and I are on that same page you know we're, we're working on a vision for our athletic program a, a, a motto core values I know you have some already for your for your baseball program and that would be a whole nother podcast but um but those are you know we got lots of ideas and plans for this athletic program but you know it's already on solid ground and and, and it was fun to, and now that what attracted me to this job was you know, Becoming a part of that and and seeing the potential of of taking it to a whole nother level. But so that's exciting to me. Again, we talk about student athletes, you know, one of the, the my favorite things over the last year that, you know, you and I have developed and you're a big part of this is our student athlete advisory council. You know, meeting monthly with with student-athlete, a representative from each team is involved in that, and just, just hearing their perspective about, about what being a student-athlete here at LCC. And we've had some great conversations and some great input from them. You know, our last meeting, we talked about websites and, and how our student-athletes don't seem to use websites. They use app. They use Instagram. They use social media. They use other means of of finding YouTube to find information. So, you know, just little things like that, that just excites you being around, you know, student athlete that that are trying to figure things out in life. You know, they inspire us, you know, my coaches inspire me, you know, how much work they put in behind the scenes, always working, always trying to get better. I mean, that's exciting. That's what our LCC athletic department embraces. So, and I know you're fit right into that. So what about you? Any other things from the last year that stand out to you?
0: Well, I kind of want to go in a separate direction and talk about parents a little bit. Uh, so as a coach, uh, I learned at the, at the other levels how involved parents are. And I think a head coach, a coach once told me that the best team that he could ever coach would be a team of orphans because the, the, the parents would not be involved. And at the high school levels and below, the parents are significantly involved. And as the athletic director for a number of years, you're very involved with parents. Now the transition's been your involvement with parents is much less, not completely zero, but much less. And it, it's more into staff and, Student athletes, is that do you do you like that or do you miss the do you miss the back and forth with the parents? Because at the end of the day, they
1: just want what's best for their their own child, right? That is right, and we need them on our side. I mean, they still support us. They 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 make tons of sacrifices for their students to to participate in athletics. So we can't just not include them. But it is much different at this level, and always you know what people said. One of the advantages of the being at this level because. Unfortunately, parents get a bad rap at the lower levels because they they are pretty involved. Um, and you know and it's very important to them that their students success on the athletic field and almost to a, a to a fault, you know and you know, I have a full-time job because athletics is so important to parents and people. So I've always liked working with parents. you know, obviously you know it, sometimes it's hard to de-escalate some of them or constant differences. but in the end, they are their sons or daughter's advocate in the end. We need their support financially, um, buy-in. I mean, they have a they're obviously they're the most influential people on their their students' side, and and the coaches are right up there too. So it's got to be a work. They got to work together and be a win to win. And and I don't mind that interaction, you know, because most parents are very supportive and and care. About their students' um, success in athletics, but it's definitely been one of the bigger differences and changes between the high school and college level. It's mm-hmm. transferred even into the into the spectator view of you know how they act or behave in, in the bleachers and, and that you know towards officials or coaches or other players, and not just parents spectators in general, but they're it, different at be, the The crowds are different between a high school and a college environment. Well, what I'm saying is, yeah, they're different. I mean, I think more is accepted at the college level because really? there's adults on the on the floor where in the high school setting it, it's more kids and, you know, what you can say or not say, and there's still an, a line and an appropriateness and, and something we have to deal with. Again, I'm, I'm a big believer in just being positive. If you, you know, my parents always taught me, if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say it. But we struggle with that in athletics. Yeah. Social, um, <laughs> social
0: media has changed all that. <laughs> well, yeah, so. the, yeah,
1: yeah, significantly. But I'm just saying, so if I develop relationships with parents and, and, and work with them, if they're, you know, even another favorite quote of mine, you're going to hear all my favorite quotes throughout these podcasts, but success brings out the best in product and the worst in people. And, you know, we just get so involved and so caught up and and having to win and, and the scrutiny that our officials are taking nowadays that worry me that, you know, everyone's making mistakes out there, but they're the most public one that, that get yelled at about it. You know, I always joke with the scoreboard operator, you know, you're the most public stat guy out there. You forget to start the clock. Everyone's yelling at you, but no one catches if the score, the scorekeeper next to you doesn't get a basket or the stat guy misses a steal. And again, and that's sports in general. It's, it's public. It, it's viewing. I call it the best reality TV there is. Um, just a lot of excitement and unpredictability that leads to high emotions and so developing relationships with parents and working with your coaches helps alleviate a lot of those concerns up front and, and just just listening. I mean, people just want to talk and, and listen, you know, so being a good listener has, has worked well for me. But, you know, I like hearing what they have to say. And then if there's a problem, we'll, tr- we'll try and deal with it. But, yes, that has been one of the largest differences between the high school and college setting is the parental involvement. What about winning? Well, you know, I've never been uh, a a person that focused on winning. I've tried to focus on the process, as you and I both do. That if you do the thing, the winning will be a result. And there's a lot of clues that you leave in doing those things. Retention of athletes, um, bringing in talent and skills, seeing improvement throughout the season, good relationships, good involvement, everyone on the same page. But in the end, we are keeping score. I like to win. I don't like to lose. But again, that, it's working hard to do that, not necessarily just having it take place. And so it's a, it's a lot of process to get to winning. If other things are happening and you're not winning, I'm okay with it. If that team's better than us, like our cross country team, uh, the men took third, which, you know, with an incredible finish. You know, the first time we had, I believe we had both our teams on the podium since 2007, their highest finish in 2007, they ran a great day. But they lost to two teams that were a little better that day. And the the team that won it just ran out of their mind. If we ran against them next Saturday, we might beat them. You know, it was that close. But that's why I don't want to always focus on winning. It's focusing on if we did our best. But in the end, athletics is about keeping score and winning. So it's definitely a stat that you look out. I'm not a sore loser, but I don't like to lose. And and another quote is, "I, I hate losing more than I like winning. You know, so so that's true at all levels. But I think the, the higher you go and, and the, the more it becomes the focus or, you know, livelihood, like at the pro level, it's your job that, you know, winning is a big deal. But in educational athletics, it's, it's the life lessons. It's, uh, you know, developing good student athletes that they have a lifetime positive experience participating in sports and getting a great education because of it. And that's what we're here for. We're an academic institution, so the main focus is, is getting a great education. And, and athletics is an avenue that, that helps them out. And there's other great avenues. I've always joked we're no different than the music program. We just use a ball, they use an instrument. We use a ball, they use their voice. Good thing I don't use a voice. I can't sing, but I can you know, play a trombone. But you, you practice, you prepare, and then you compete. And, and and you do your best, and and you you go from there. It's not the end. It, you know, big. I'm a big believer in how you respond and how you get better. But I like to win, and I know you do too.
0: Right, because you're you're competing, mm-hmm. and as an athletic director, the athletic department gets judged by wins and losses at the end of the day. Um, so there's it's a it's a double edged sword if you only focus on winning all the time then you're missing what your, your true vision of the athletic department is in, in serving the student-athletes and, and doing all the things that you can do to, to make sure that they're better people when they leave here. But you still have to win. And, and as you go up to higher levels, if, if, you don't, if you're not winning, you're not going to have a job. And, and that can stand for athletic directors, that stands for coaches, that stands for um, support personnel all the time. So there's definitely pressure that's different than what it is at the high school level. You don't see, unless there's something egregious that happens at the high school level, you don't see a whole lot of high school coaches getting terminated. But at the college level, you see it all the time. It's always happening. And so you're trying to balance that out, you know, at how important is winning and what, what drives winning? And then what is your vision? And if is your vision more important and that process more important that takes you to the winning just takes care of itself? When I came in, We had a strong program, but one of the things that we really lacked was communication. We didn't, we didn't have any good systems to be able to communicate with our athletes. We didn't have good systems to be able to communicate with success coaches, our trainers, uh, I, you know, just on and on. And do you want to talk a little bit about um, some of the stuff that you brought in to kind of have people come together so that there was better communication between the coaches, the support
1: staff and the student athletes? Well, I want to get back to the winning piece real quick too, because I, I agree the the higher level you go, the more the focus is on winning. and then I still believe at this level we're we're educational athletics, so it's more about learning and in a combination of winning. At the division one level, it's a big business it's it's billions of dollars. so you know it's it's become about winning. It's a big business, but I believe at most levels of the college it, it's it's educational athletics and the focus should be on um, developing the student athlete. And your point, we get judged on on the, how we win. I, I also believe we get judged on how we represent LCC and how we host events when people come to us. And I always try and tell people, you know, we're we're a, a big brand for any educational institution we're a part of because we're going all over the country. Like we were down in Tallahassee, Florida with LCC stuff all over. So they get a perception of LCC just from our cross-country team. So I really focus on representing our school well And when people come here, I have our staff work hard that this is the best place they'll ever come during that season. So we do get judged on winning, but I hope we get judged on those other things too. And I feel those are more important. We have newspapers, we have sports channels that are specific to sports, and so the scores go in there, but hopefully the people leave with the other positive things that our student-athletes and we're doing here at LCC. Now, to your point of, of things we're trying to do here, I'm always a believer if a coach is com- can communicate and organize, they're going to go a long way to being successful. And the one toughest thing that's been a transition for me at the college level is, is how big it is. It's a, it's a big institution where at the high school level, you know, I'm in the same building with a lot of my colleagues that I need, you know, the resources from. But the thing I'm finding out here at LCC is how exciting. I mean, there's a lot of experts in those particular departments that I can go to 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 help me accomplish those things. But being so large, we've had to streamline or come up with scenarios to help with communication and organization. we were working on um, getting a a student-athlete software that will tie us all together, and it'll be right on an app for our student-athlete to be able to communicate with coaches, trainers, success coaches, advising, finance, financial aid, degree path. So that's exciting. We're, we're, we're implementing it. It's coming along slowly, but, but that's a, an exciting piece that a lot of colleges at higher level to have communication with their student athletes. You know, again, being such a, a larger institution and being all over the place, you know, practicing at different facilities, we need a, a streamlined effect to to communication. Organization, the student athlete advisory councils help, you know, getting, hearing their voice, just developing relationships with other departments in the college. Um, we've talked about, Dr. Tim Brink and, you know, working with with the music department on maybe starting a pep band, our media class, but with Jeff Hamlin is, is doing some great YouTube live streaming of our athletic events. And we're hoping to, to expand that. But our students at LCT getting a great experience of of a production. And I watch them, you know, do volleyball games and there's like they have like five or six students and, and, and he's the production guy and it, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. It's just like an athletic con. They got to work together as a team. They do a lot of prep work but that's exciting to work with our media department here at LCC because there's just a lot of good resources at this college. Um, working with our kinesiology department and you know, that's right up our alley. You know, Movement science and, and how our student athletes can, can prevent injury. Our, you know, our coaches are working with a couple of the kinesiology professors and, and strength and conditioning programs. So just developing relationship with all those valuable resources across the college will help the college understand us better and help us educate that, you know, we can be a positive representation of LCC. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Okay. Well, good. Um, You know, so... It's exciting, and there, you know we want so much left to accomplish, and so many things to, to work on. And we're both impatient in, in making that happen. And you know, there's also so many other things going on in athletics that that we deal with. You know, even things at other levels. You know, when you see the, the Michigan Michigan State tunnel incident and how that could happen at LCC, we don't have football or tunnel, but knowing. What times of the game that emotions are so high that you got to keep people separated, you know, protecting the officials is a, is a big emphasis of mine. So, you know, there's a lot of topics we'll dive into as we, we get into the future, but, and we just wanted to get started here, you know, anything else we need to review over the last year that I missed.
0: No, I think you've brought a lot of positive changes into the athletic department in the last year, and the snowball is starting to go down the hill. There's there, Whether it's been with communication or community relations or anything else, you've done a really good job, and I, I think this podcast is a great way to uh, share some of that, because like you said at the beginning, a lot of people don't completely understand LCC, whether it's the campus, the athletic programs or anything else, some people didn't even know that they had certain teams or anything else. Um, So the the education piece is huge. And then I think the understanding piece, because when you work in athletics, I mean, do you work on nine to five job?
1: No, it's, it's around the clock. I mean, most events take place at night or on the weekends. And even like traveling the Tallahassee, you know, we had some students drive down there and you just worry about them getting home at Sunday morning. But you know that when you get into this job and that's what excites me and inspires me is, you know, our coaches and student athletes that work 24-7, 365 to be better and compete and represent our school well. So, that's all I've ever known. Um, so that's not new to me, but to a lot of people that they might not understand that. And you know that excites me too. You mentioned, you know, like when I took this job, um, I was on the golf course talking to another local high school coach, and he didn't even know what sports LCC offered, and that just surprised me. And so, you know, I sent a letter out to all the high schools in, in this area and let them know what student athlete they have, you know, participating at LCC other than Mason High School this morning, and and they had our sticker up on their fridge that I sent out. And, you know, there's just so many connections to LCC to this area. You know, a lot of nurses in the local hospitals probably went to LCC's program, and you know, and the same with student athletes and it's our job to embrace and recognize those efforts in this community and how and in how far it branches. Again, we branch across the country, you know, student athletes from California, Georgia, and other areas and even have international students before, but a lot of our kids are local right here in the Lansing areas or a certain radius. And you know, it's exciting to watch them grow and develop and Still being that close to the high school setting, I'm trying to capitalize on developing that relationship with those schools and showing them what positive things LCC has to offer their students in their school. You know, it's about perspective. And I I try and take the positive perspective on many things. We're in a learning environment. It's, It's you know, we should learn from it, not dwell or blame. Let's learn from it and do better. So it's worked for me. I'm excited to be here. I've inherited a strong program. So, you know, the success we've had over the last year goes to a lot of credit to the, to the many people here before me. But um, it's exciting to be a part of and, and, and help even become even better. Yeah, good stuff. Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Didalian Lowery. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go Go stars. Stars!
2: Featuring the faculty, staff, students, and others that help to make Lansing's premier college what it is today. LCC Connect, Mid Michigan's connection to Lansing Community College. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org.
3: LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. K-12 operations at Lansing Community College is a proud collaborator of the Lansing Promise Scholarship
4: available to graduating high school seniors. Find information at lcc.edu
3: hope. Have you had to choose between picking up a prescription or buying groceries, paying your utility bill, or insulating your attic? You're not alone. Every day, people across Michigan are faced with choices. Michigan Community Action is a network of agencies helping people achieve greater financial and personal independence through programs such as weatherization, food distribution, utility assistance, and Head Start preschools. The programs supported by Michigan Community Action benefit people all over the state Maybe you've just lost your job and are having trouble making ends meet, or maybe you're retired and social security isn't enough. Whatever your situation, we may be able to help. Visit michigancommunityaction.org or call 855-MI-ACTION to find out more. Helping people, changing lives. Sponsored by Michigan Community Action and Michigan Broadcasters.
1: Thank you for listening to LCC Connect. I'm Paul Schwartz and I host a show called The Safety Plan. The Safety Plan is about the latest cyber scams and how to avoid them. You can catch The Safety Plan here on LCC Connect or listen anytime at lccconnect.org.
4: Michigan residents age 25 or older may qualify for Michigan ReConnect, a program providing free or reduced tuition to students who have not earned a prior college degree. ReConnect students are responsible for books and fees. Visit lcc.edu slash reconnect for more information.
5: LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Hey, hey, hey. This is Lisa A. And you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind the scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. Hey, Star Family, I'm so excited to talk about our guest today. She is a Lansing School District alumni, graduating from Everett High School in 2013. She also earned her associates from LCC in 2019. She started out here as a student staff and worked her way up and moved into her current position. A personal goal of hers is to continue her education. We have talked about what's next for her and what she's looking to pursue. I think she's still kind of deciding on that, but she's definitely a smart young lady. She has direct contact with students, and she's really passionate about the work she does. She is a go-to person in the star zone. Her caring attitude and her willingness to go beyond is always seen. She describes herself as a plant mom. I never heard of that before, so I'm going to be interested in talking about that. But she stated she doesn't know how many she has, but she stopped buying them because now she knows how to propagate them. So we're going to find out what that is. I know what it is, but I'll make sure we got the correct definition. And then when she's not enjoying her plants, she enjoys playing soccer. She plays forward and has scored a few goals. Are you guys ready to learn who's today's star? Today's star is Jiritzi Hernandez-Rezendit. But I think I messed the last name up, so we gonna get that correct. Yay! Thank you, Yuri, for coming on Who's That Star today.
4: Thank you for having me, Lisa. I'm excited to be here.
5: I'm excited to have you here, too, because, you know, you have a important job, right? Mm -hmm. Like, people don't really understand, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. the work that you and your crew do, right? And so I'm going to ask you some questions, and I want to talk to you about that, but... I really want you to know, first off, like how appreciative I am of the job that you do because everybody can't do it. And then like you are our face for the community. Right. Right. And so when people come in and you're there with your smile, the willingness to help students when I bring them up there, you've been one. There's been others. But you, right now, you've been one of those people that I trust my students to, and so I want to thank you for that.
4: Thank you. You're gonna, I'm gonna start crying,
5: (laughs) yeah. No, but I mean, I want to keep it real because you do a good job, and not just you. Um, we've had a lot of other people that Mm -hmm. worked in the Star Zone. Um, they used to call you guys customer service reps, but now you got a new name, right?
4: Yep. So we used to be CRS, Customer Relationship oh, specialist. It's a mouthful. Okay. Yeah. Now we're ESS, it's Enrollment Support specialist.
5: And, okay, yeah. yeah. And, and so, and that really doesn't give you an mm-hmm. idea of what that does, but okay, I'm going to quit just ad-libbing, okay. but I'm going <laughs> to be like, so my first question is, yeah. just tell me a little bit about yourself mm-hmm. and what's important to you right now in your life.
4: Um, A little bit about myself. I am working to continue to go back to school. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I've been working on for the past month, trying to get into courses, figuring out a schedule that will fit with my full-time schedule.
5: Did and you decide on your
4: major? I did. I'm going to do, um, I'm going to go to Siena Heights, the three plus one program with them, okay. um, here at LCC. And then I, uh, chose professional communications. Okay. Um, so I have my general associate degree, which a lot of the courses did transfer over, Oh, wonderful. but, but there are some that I still need to complete and it's, more affordable here at LCC, Mm -hmm. they will still take those courses, and I'll be able to just take, I think, seven or six courses at Siena.
5: And then get your bachelor's. And
4: then get my bachelor's, yep.
5: And so that, and I mean, that's a game changer. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I like about the relationships that we have here with our universities at the University Center and just in Lansing in general is that if you get your plan together is doable. It is. It and, is. And it's okay, affordable. It is affordable. Okay. So I interrupt you on that. So you're, you're thinking about going to school. What mm-hmm. are some other things about you? That's important to you, right? Um,
4: now? Something else. I just really want to focus on myself. So I've been introducing myself to new hobbies. Mm. So right now I'm playing soccer. Okay. Um, I play at Soccer Zone, so it's local. I don't have to travel for it. It's a women's league, so we only play other women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 27 and up. So okay, yeah. So I mean, you would see. I, I have a few family members that are in their fifties, forty, late forties, mm-hmm. early fifties, who are running quicker than me.
5: Oh, so they're playing. So it's just as long as you over twenty-seven. Over
4: twenty-seven is the minimum play. requirement. Is yeah. there a,
5: is there a age like how old? you A think? limit? No. Oh. Okay. As
4: long as you think you can play, you're in there.
5: <laughs> yeah. You're in there. Do that, but
4: <laughs> they have co-ed, and I they want me to play on coed because. You know, I've been showing off a little bit. Okay. My skills. But I don't want to play with guys just because they're a little bit more pushy and, yeah. you know, a little bit more rough. But, right. And
5: get, yeah, get acclimated. And it's for fun. Yeah. You know, it's
4: for fun. I work out and take care of myself and, you a little bit better. And and that's a fun food.
5: way to work out, though, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing something that yep. you enjoy. staying active. Doing. Okay. Well, I want to know about mm-hmm. what you do at LCC.
4: What I do. Yeah, I do everything. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
5: No, you're telling the truth. But I think people need to kind of understand like the services that's provided.
4: Um, So my main goals, what I get paid for (laughs) is admissions process. So I help students, you know, who come in. I help them apply. I help them navigate their way through what the next steps are, whether that be having them do placement tests or having them talk to an academic advisor if they're a returning student. So kind of seeing where they're at in the process and telling them what their next step is. After they complete those steps, mm-hmm. you know, activating account, um, talking to an advisor, placement test, orientation, then they come back to us and we'll help them actually fill out their FAFSA with a parent if needed, um, we'll walk them through registration when they know what classes they need, mm-hmm. um, and we also help them set up a payment plan if needed as well, um, to make sure that their financial aid is in order and just get them prepared for the semester. Besides that, I always try to be, you know, very customer friendly, which is not like the correct term because they're not customers; they're students.
5: Mm-hmm. But they are customers because yeah. they we, we're they pay we're, for it. yeah we're mm-hmm. giving them something and so yeah. you definitely want to do that but you I get what you're saying it's yeah. like it sounds like a little bit <laughs> like mm, it doesn't feel as good mm-hmm. as having yeah. you know like student yeah
4: yeah so I mean anything that I can do outside of those things I try to do for the students or visitors that we get from the
5: community and you do mm-hmm. because what I don't think people understand about your role is is that. People come to you as they are, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Good day, bad day, have plenty of knowledge, have no knowledge, right? And you have to navigate people's, um, what they're aware of, what they know about Mm -hmm. higher ed, about coming to school, Mm -hmm. and then what they don't know, right? You have to still anticipate those things. And that's why I really like your role and I respect it so much because you take care of so many areas, all those that you named off have their own department, They right? do, yep. With yep, people that can help. But you have to be able to assess where the student is. Correct. Then help them to get through that task, uh, you know, list that they have to do. And then people are frustrated. Mm-hmm. They're scared, yep. you know. Nervous. They're nervous about like, oh my gosh, can I do this? Mm-hmm. And when people like you greet them, it makes them feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like you and you learn some of from some of the best people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That yeah. taught you. Yeah, Exactly. And that is where like that's our heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what I really want you to understand. And other people to understand that a lot of our services couldn't survive without yeah. you doing them first steps yeah. and getting people in the door. Yeah, so, I agree. I love that part of it. So how did you get started at LCC?
4: It's a long story. Oh, we got Um, time. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually no longer works here, but Uh Dorali, she used to work in the Star Zone, actually, same position that I do. And she met me through her brother. So her brother and my brother are friends. And I met her just out of the blue. I never knew who she was. And she talked about LCC to me. Mm. I'm like, well, you know, I'm older. I was 21. (laughs) I'm (laughs) older. You know, I didn't go to college after high school. That was never an option. Nobody ever brought that up to me. Mm -hmm. My parents didn't go to college. My parents barely finished middle school. so I am a first-gen, first-generational student. I'm the first one in my family to attend college and complete it.
5: Okay, so wait a minute. Yeah. We got to gotta, uh, gotta wow. applause that Thank for you. real because, you know, that's that's big.
4: Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, Dorali was a big part of me getting introduced to college and even the opportunity of it. She believed in me, mm. and every time I talk about her, you know, I— respect her so much, and mm. she literally, I was going through life. We get a lot of students that go through life, and they're like, man, I want a second opportunity. I want to go to college. I went through that, right. and I was going through a lot of mental issues. Mm-hmm. I was going to therapy and figuring my life out, and Doralis stuck with me through it all. So she was not only a mentor, she was a friend Mm. and she was like a big sister. She still is. We still keep in contact. She still asked me, what are you doing? What's your next move? What's your plan? Keep moving forward.
5: Yeah. She's Um, moved on. We got a shout out. Her and Lauren, uh, good people. Yeah. Started out in our star zone too. And now they out mm-hmm. there at MSU, MSU yes. doing the thing. <laughs> but I mean, we I love to hear that. I never knew that was your story yeah. and how she mentored you. Yeah. But and that's all it takes sometimes is somebody yeah. taking One time person. to let you know that you can do mm-hmm. it. And then look at you now.
4: Yeah. I mean, she she put me on game. You know, yeah. she plugged me with a bunch of other people like you, mm. Anna, um, Sam, and another advisor. A bunch of advisors that she was like, talk to them about this. Talk to them about this. You know, Sandy even I talked mm-hmm. to a bunch of times coming in and just trying to figure out what career can I do? Right. Starting off as a student. She's like, you know, get a job here. Mm-hmm. It's the best way you're gonna get paid. You're already here. Mm-hmm. And I tell students all the time apply, apply, apply for student staff positions. If I was professional enough to greet people, help people, check in, I was allowed time to do my homework. Mm. So she was a big advocate for me to get positions, learn people, meet people, make connections. Mm-hmm. Always have a plan. Right. And that's what she did for me. Later on, I met Terrence, which is great. I miss Terrence. Love you.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: then Laz, who has also been a mentor, he still keeps up with uh with me and you know yeah. ask me what's what's next. That's right?
5: good though. Yeah, because yeah. those are all good people. I mean, everybody that worked in the mm-hmm. Star Zone. I, I feel like they have a just high skill yep. for higher ed and what needs to be done. But there's yeah. some personalities that just made a difference. Yeah. And those are the things. And that's what you have, right? That,
4: that's what I want to give others. Yeah, and you, know, you do. And
5: that's why I'm and like we got new people that came in. And I hope that's a culture mm-hmm. that we can pass on because – that is how people feel, how you make people feel. Yeah, it's important. It is. And so I love that. Now, mm. you said you started working as a student staff. Where did you work at as a student?
4: So Dorali actually was an interim coordinator upstairs in the Chavez Center when it was in the third floor okay. of the Gannon building. And she told me, you know, apply for this position. We're hiring as a student employee. I was there for about Four or five months, mm-hmm. and then that next semester in the fall, I applied to work in the Star Zone at the front desk. Mm-hmm. So I've been there ever since 2017. Okay, yeah, and then, yep, so I was there as a student staff. Um, I was going to school, I finished school, moved on, and they were hiring at full time and in the position that I'm currently in, mm-hmm. and I applied because. It's good work. It's we meet a lot of people and I think we make a big difference.
5: Oh, you definitely make a a big difference. And and I like how you talked about, you know, a lot of people are worried about how much you get paid. Right. Mm -hmm. And our our student staff positions, you know, we're not making it rain, but (laughs) we definitely we give you, you know, you get a skill, when you get to working at a higher ed, I'm encouraging my daughter to do that too. Mm-hmm. Student staff positions allow you to work in an environment that's supportive, but it helps you to build skills, right? And so when you build in skills, what better place to do that where you know people are patient and mm-hmm. are going to allow you to learn and grow? Yeah. And when it's not busy, you can do your homework, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. I love that. And I think that's a good thing. So I want people to make sure that yeah. they um, think about that. Yeah. So my next question is, what do you like the most about what you do here at LCC?
4: The biggest thing that I like is meeting new people. I mm-hmm. like to... See when, you know, that first student that comes in, whether it's a returning student, a new student, fresh out of high school, Mm. even a dual enrollment, you know, that's coming in with their parent who's Mm. 16, 17. Right. I enjoy seeing them. I don't enjoy this part. They come in very scared, very shy, very. It's intimidating to walk through those doors. And everybody's looking at you and like, what do you need? What do you need help with? And they don't know. Right. I enjoy being able to explain to them and teach them the process. I enjoy making it easier for them. I write things down. I show them. I walk them over to departments. Mm-hmm. I take that time yes. to make it personable with them. And you can feel the vibes. You can feel when somebody's nervous. You can feel when they're anxious. And you can see it, too. Right. Sometimes people are frustrated because, you know, if they're coming in and they— run into so many circumstances so many hoops it's a great feeling when you help them and they leave out of here completed not Mm -hmm. only with things that they came in for Mm -hmm. but you know they're registered their payment plan is good they're all set like that's the best feeling for me
5: yeah because I had a student today that was frustrated a little Mm -hmm. bit right they had to do this and then they had to do that. Yeah. And so they were like, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to make sure you get out of the piece of information mm-hmm. that you need. I'm going to write it out. You're going to know. Yeah. But having that information or having someone understand that this is difficult, yep. but we're going to be with you together yeah. to get through it. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. And I think that's great. That's why yeah. I really love your position. Yeah. So why do you work at LCC? Because you you could you, you had left. Yep, I did. And I'm, there's a lot of jobs out there, mm-hmm. you know, with customer service base. You probably wouldn't have to be on your feet as much yeah. as you <laughs> are here, you know. Why do you, I know you said why you like what you do here, mm-hmm. but what keeps you coming to work?
4: Yeah. Well, the big part of what keeps me coming back is the people and the connections that I've made here. Okay. I really enjoy having friendships like you. Yeah. You know, you and I. We kick it. You yeah, know? we do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's genuine connections. And not only that, but you meet so many new people with so many different interests. Mm. And I enjoy that. Yeah. I enjoy the positivity that is the culture around all of us, you yeah. know. I can say that I have a few best friends at work.
5: Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's the thing about it, like with me, like with me older, mm-hmm. I say I'm elderly now, You're not. but <laughs> but as I'm older, it's like I don't wanna go out and do a whole bunch of stuff right. where you meet people, right? right? And so now my work family is my friends and yeah. I'll be like, oh okay, I can't wait to get to work so I can yeah. tell you this and did yeah. do that. It it makes a difference. And mm-hmm. then you like you said, we got so many people yep. that know so much, yeah. right, about different areas. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think that's cool. Yeah, that you, I like it. <laughs> that you do like that. And and you're a good friend, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I appreciate all you've Thank done you. for me. Yeah. So we talked about mm-hmm. what you do in work. Yes. And why you love it. Yes. Now, I want to learn more about this plant mom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what got you into that? How did you learn that mom means you was really in there you I'm doing something so what it's more than a hobby yeah explain that to me
4: okay so growing up short story growing up I was my mom always had plants at home and she would take care of them and nurture them and sing to them and clean the leaves and I would be jealous of that mm. so growing up I resented the plants uh. I resented them I did not like them I <laughs> hated plants I'm like they just sit there and waste water <laughs> During the pandemic, I found an article that said that when you bring plants inside to your home, you feel like you're in nature. Mm. And as humans, we need to feel nature. Mm -hmm. That's where we started. You know, if you go outside and you put your feet on the grass, you feel grounded. Mm. Um, I don't have grass inside my house, but the plants give me peace. Gotcha. So during the pandemic, I was struggling mentally, just being locked up.
5: Ooh, me and Mm -hmm. you both. -hmm.
4: I think I got like a cactus or something, and then I wanted more green stuff. But I don't like just the color green. Mm -hmm. I like like the very like variation of colors, like green and white, or green and yellow, Mm -hmm. or different colors. So I started buying more and more and more, and they they were living, they were thriving. Right. So I'm like, oh, it's just a little hobby, you know. I'm just getting into it for fun, and I would get really upset when something would die. So I'm like, I don't want to spend any more money. It's just dying. So I started doing YouTube research. YouTube is amazing. I love (laughs) YouTube. And I started to actually enjoy when they were having new leaves grow. I felt like it was a product of how much I've put effort into it. So I enjoyed it. And then I got into some really exotic ones. I have a Monstera. Mm -hmm. I have three of them. What's that? A Monstera is a really big leaf that has holes in it.
5: Mm.
4: It's like a... Probably I don't know. Those I'm gonna look it capacity. up when we
5: go. Cause I'm like, not bugs holes, right? You know how no, little no, bugs
4: no. eat <laughs> No, the the actual leaf grows like it I don't know what the term is called, but like it comes off another leaf.
5: Oh. And
4: as as it's coming off, it open it like unfolds and it has holes within the leaf.
5: Oh wow. So that's
4: how it comes up and it's called a Monstera. There's it's, different
5: types. And it's a it's an exotic. I
4: think it's exotic because it only grows in like warmer areas okay you you won't see it here but like in Florida it it grows in the in the sidewalk
5: So you have to monitor your house and mm-hmm. keep it a certain temperature Oh yeah and all that. Okay.
4: oh yeah right now a lot of my plants are dying because of the winter mm. and like my succulents I don't know what's going on.
5: Uh-uh. And look, she got a sad face, mm-hmm. too. I'm telling y'all, she is serious <laughs> it's hard. about these plants. I'm so plants. sad. But it's giving you some joy. It right? gives me
4: a lot of joy. It gives me a lot of peace to clean them. I sing to them. Oh. A lot of people don't know that, but they're living things, too. Right. And I sing to them. You know, I play music. They're doing great. They're thriving.
5: That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad to learn about that. I know you're not originally... Mm-mm. From in the, from born in the United States, right? No, no. Where are you from?
4: I'm from Mexico.
5: Okay, so when did you come here?
4: Um, I was brought here when I was three.
5: Okay. Yep,
4: so I'm not willingly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> By force, no. My parents immigrated to the U.S. when I was three. They brought my brother and I. Um, my brother's a year old, younger than me, so okay. he's two and I was three. They migrated to um, Lansing, Michigan. Wow. I've been here since I was three.
5: Yes, are you Haven't left. You from L.A. Lansing area? <laughs> okay. Yes. Wow, I just I just knew that like that was interesting to me, but I didn't know you had been here since you were three. Yeah. So yeah. like, have did you go? Do you go back to Mexico? No. All?
4: So I can't go back to Mexico. I'm on a visa. Okay. I'm a, I'm a DACA recipient. Got so, you. Okay. Yep. So I can legally be here. I yeah. have you know my work authorization. Right. Which has really this is why I didn't think college was an option for me because I didn't know anything about immigration. I I don't, I didn't know in high school. I didn't. So I found out that I couldn't do a lot of things because of my status. But then Obama put in the DACA Mm -hmm. and it's a great way for people in my position or similar to my position who came or were brought and didn't know that anything about immigration, right. you know, you grow up and your parents don't tell you this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I went to school in Lansing, all public schools in Lansing, graduated from Everett. And then when I went to get a job, I couldn't. Mm. Thankfully, I, I am a DACA recipient. I do have all my stuff in order right. to be able to go to college, to be able to work and support myself um, and my family. Mm. And it's it's a great program. But I wish that there was more for for people like us. Um, Students in our situations, you see, become doctors. Mm -hmm. And our DACA is only good for two years. Mm -hmm. So I have to renew every two years. I have to pay immigration to be able to legally be here. Right. So it is annoying. It's unfortunate. But I make the best of it. Right. You know, other people like me have become doctors, lawyers, great people in the community. Yes. And, and it's just how it is, you know, and And we just make the best of it.
5: Right. And I did not realize that. And so Mm -hmm. I could not imagine not having you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I just, I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that, you talked about your story so other people can hear that because that's the thing. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so I feel like you are a prime example in so many areas of what you can do if you put your mind to it. I'm super proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. But I know our time is running down. But this this cracked me up, okay? (laughs) I asked you if you were... I was going (laughs) to... I asked you if... You go green or go blue. What did you say when I said that? I s I don't know what I said. I'ma tell you what you said, what okay, say? because <laughs> I hollered when <laughs> I read it, okay? Because it was super funny to me. And I said, well, um, this is a different, this is a different take on this question. This will give you a little bit of insight on my on my
4: how funny I am.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, but you're hilarious on this one. I think it was something like I asked you if you go green, go blue, and you said, uh, "If I'm around MSU, I'm go green. If I'm around Wolverines, I'm go blue." Yep. But what you really said is that you celebrate Michigan, the yeah. state of Michigan. Yeah, anything so Michigan. You you down for it? But I was <laughs> like, "Uh, no, Yuri, that's not how it goes. We need to stick with." Michigan State okay. or Michigan, but I'm not going to put that on you, okay? Because okay. I'm biased and I don't want to do that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But um, my last question for yes. real is, who inspires you and why?
4: Um, My parents are the ones that inspire me mm-hmm. to be who I am. Okay. I think they've been through a lot. I think that as I matured and I understood what my path was in life, I wanted to do more for myself because they sacrificed a lot mm. um, to come to this country. Right. I'm going to
5: sacrifice. Oh, girl, that's okay. I mean, Yeah, hey. so, I mean,
4: they're resilient. You know, they take every day as it is. Yes. And they don't let it harden them. Right. A lot of people uh, let things make them angry and hard mm. and you know have that vision of the world is a scary place mm. or the world is mean to you mm. and they don't everybody has their ways of viewing things and nobody's perfect right but i really want to better myself in the beginning it was to make them proud mm. of all their sacrifice that they did for me and my brother and, and keep doing you know right. they keep continue to sacrifice which is amazing They've been the biggest people in my life that have always supported me, regardless of what it came down to. And I think regardless of family, just because they're my parents doesn't mean, you know, there's people that their parents aren't around. Exactly. There's people that their parents, it's hard for them and, you know, they have their own things. Right. And my parents have their own things. They went through their own traumas, but they're always there for me.
5: Oh, yeah. And that's
4: that's. I want to be like them.
5: Yes. No. <laughs> you know what I mean?
4: And be positive about the outlook on life and go through your troubles and go through your traumas and continue to be a great person.
5: Yeah. We're going to end it off on there. Okay.
4: I got a little <laughs> emotional. Yeah, I know,
5: but that's okay. You shouting out your mom and daddy and yeah. that's all right because, hey, I ain't going to get emotional. Okay. <laughs> but you're. I want to thank you. Thank you. For Lisa. coming on Who's That Starter Day. We learned so much about what you do mm-hmm. here at the college. Um, why your role is so important and we also got a chance to learn about you and I thank you for taking that time I really could talk to you more you're so interesting (laughs) I may have to bring you back
4: okay round two
5: yes round two Uh for sure but I will see you guys next time on Who's That Star you've been listening to Who's That Star I'm Lisa A, and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out Who's That Star. Featuring the
2: staff, faculty, students, and others that helped to make Lansing's premier college what it is today you're listening to LCC Connect. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect.
3: Voices. Vibes. Vision.
2: Lansing Community College is proud to present We're Better Than That, an anti-bigotry campaign. Embracing diversity is a continuing process, one that requires honesty, cooperation, and meaningful conversations. At Lansing Community College, we understand our journey towards inclusion and equity begins with an examination of how we relate to one another and a pledge to engage in the work necessary for meaningful progress to facilitate conversations and initiatives that will combat racism and hate speech. In our college community, the Office of Diversity and Inclusion has partnered with the Office of Police and Public Safety to create We're Better Than That, a comprehensive campaign to combat institutional bias and racism. To find out more about We're Better Than That, visit lcc.edu.
4: Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma.
3: don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility,
4: independence, changes your entire life.
3: So many eye disorders can be
2: treated if caught early.
4: My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes
5: and I don't wanna lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked.
4: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
2: On the success scenario, we meet and hear from current LCC students who faced adversity, why they chose LCC, and how they turned their situation into a successful one.
3: Definitely now, after second semester, my self-confidence is up there. I can do this, and I can do this well. Age has nothing to do with it. Like I told you before, I I have notes from that first meeting, and it was, take your age out of it. You deserve to be here. You belong here.
2: I'm Dustin Abrego. The Success Scenario is a program dedicated to inspiring students towards a path of success. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime online at lccconnect.org. On January 16th. The City of Lansing will be holding a Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration at the Lansing Center. Event organizers are looking for individuals to fill and work several positions for this one-day event. All participants will receive financial compensation and be provided with food and beverages for the day. The Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration, Monday, January 16th. To find out more information about working this event, call 517-316-7907. That's 517-316-7907.
4: Lansing Community College's Business and Community Institute provides businesses with customized synergistic trainings that realize logistical opportunity.
3: Learn more about the future of business today at lcc.edu bci.
2: This is WLNZ Lansing. You're listening to LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision. Of Lansing Community College. To find out more about LCC Connect programs or to listen on demand visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC
1: Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision.